Miracy. I'm Tom Poland, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Leadsology, and we help our clients put into place a system that generates a high-quality flow of weekly new client inquiries. I just had a niche, I guess, and I got, if I can say this uh, in French, I got sick of working with dickheads. And I, without wishing to seem too arrogant, I, I just needed to be master and commander of my own boat. I had just started having a family. I had mortgages, and I really wanted to do my own thing. I, I wasn't a very good follower. And so I, I started my own managing consultancy business. Actually, it was age, age 23. I started my first, my first business. When I started out, I think I had two great advantages. One was ignorance, and the other was I didn't have any money. Not enough money, anyway. I suppose we always feel like we didn't have enough. But I mean, I could literally struggling to pay the lease, pay the staff. I, you know, I can specifically remember an instance where I went to get some gas for the car and had something like, I don't know, $12.05 to fill up the car. You know, it's, it's situations like that. So when I say I didn't have enough money, you might think that's a disadvantage. But what it does is when you have limited resource, you have to think. And bear in mind, I had these bills to pay. So it wasn't like I just woke up in the morning and think, gee, an amazing super person. I'm just going to keep relentlessly trying new things. I had to if I wanted to pay the bills. And I didn't want to lose the house. and I didn't want to lose the business. I had to figure stuff out. So in the early, I would say, 20 years or so, that was reality for me. I had to keep trying new things until I figured out what actually worked because otherwise I was going to go broke. But I think what happened is there was a mental pattern that got established at that which was constantly looking for the new idea and testing it to validate whether it would work or not and adding it to the repertoire of ideas that already did work. I had the advantage in the early years of feeling like I had to innovate, like I had to test, like I had to measure. And, and so I don't think I was born with that mindset at all. I think it was developed. And so that hopefully is encouraging for other folks out there who feel like maybe do I have the mindset or not? I don't know. The other thing that helped me a lot was uh, learning how to meditate, I have to say, and my meditations many days exist for a whole five minutes, but I sit down and I clear the mind and I focus on my breath. And when the other thoughts come in, the anxious thoughts or the thoughts of, gee, I could do this or I could tweak that, I just come back to my breath. And so that's been a terrific practice for me to clear my mind and bring sanity back and get the mad monkey of my mind to calm down and stop jumping around so much. You know, I can go to the letterbox to get the mail and come back with 12 ideas and not come back with the mail. So what I did many years ago, I started a file I called the shelf file and I would incubate ideas. So I would just put them in the simple spreadsheet and I type the idea in the spreadsheet. And when I typed it in the spreadsheet, I felt so compelled to implement that idea, but I left it there for a week and revisited our business meeting the following week. And, you know, very often it wasn't such a good idea after all. Have you ever had I don't know, you've been out drinking and you have this amazing idea that's just going to change your life or change your business. And you think, my God, this is, you know, after this is like the second bottle of red wine, you think you're a freaking genius. And why haven't you? And the next morning you wake up and you think, God, that was a lame idea. So I, I don't need to drink to have that experience. I just, so I have a shelf. What I'm saying is now we use Asana, we have a board, and we literally have a column which is typed shelf. And it's kind of like uh, Evernote or something like that. You have these cards stacked up. So I have this long list of ideas that are just on the shelf because we don't have the time or we don't have the resource. So it is a double-edged sword. Entrepreneurs do have a lot of ideas. They're big picture thinkers and they're constantly thinking. But you've got to have some off switch. Otherwise, you're going to destroy the quality of your health and your well-being and probably your relationships as well. 
because we get obsessed with our mission, our work, et cetera, et cetera. So the off switch for me is the meditation. When I go to bed at night, the last thing I do is meditate lying in bed. And during the day, I meditate again, just five minute patches, but it calms my mind down. If you work 70, 80, 90 hours a week, you're not going to be your optimal best. You're not going to be your productive best. If you work one hour a week, you're not going to be at your productive best. So somewhere between underworking and overworking is a sweet spot. For me, I work three and a half days a week. So I start Tuesday morning and work till Friday midnight, where it's a hard stop. So at midday, I booked something. It's a massage, it's tennis, it's something. So I have to stop at midday Friday. And then I have three and a half days off, half the Friday, the Saturday, Sunday, the Monday. So that has me at my optimal best for the three and a half days. Now, most days when I work, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so 12 hour days. So it's six through six. So when I work, I really work and I can maintain focus and productivity during those three and a half days, but I have the three and a half days off. Don't buy into the mindset that you've got to use this bureaucratic science system where you're working five or six days a week because that does not produce optimal productivity. One of my team members came in and gave me the, the P&L for a year and said, hey, we did over a million dollars last year. And I think that was the point where I thought, Jesus, I think we might have cracked the code on this. That was with the Entrepreneur Success Program business. And there were ups and downs before that, and there's been ups and downs after that. But it's so easy for me and for you to feel like an imposter. And even when there's evidence all around us that we're actually doing something that's quite successful, it often takes a while for our unconscious mind to catch up with that because we've perhaps had so many years of being people pointing out to us where we could do better or we could improve or where we've made mistakes. And they're often well-meaning people such as parents and teachers and perhaps even friends. So that when the reality changes and we're quite successful, it can take several reminders for us to wake us up to the fact that reality has shifted and we've actually gone from struggling to or surviving to thriving. So I still remember that moment. It's still etched in my mind with Bruce walking in with the PL and putting it on my desk and saying, hey, do you realize we did over a million last year? That was amazing. So that would be a defining moment to me. Look at how many hours a day, how many days a week, how many weeks a quarter you work to optimize productivity and also to sustain your journey. Because if you listen to this and you're 30 years old and you're 40 years old and you're buying into that BS lie of, you know, I'll just work really hard until we've got this house or we've got this car or we've sold the business or whatever. That thought pattern never changes until you change it. It never changes because of a change in external events. It only changes when you change it internally. It's this idea that I'll, I'll compromise the quality of my life now so it can be better later. And for many people, later never comes. They have a heart attack, they have a stroke. God knows, we, I don't know. I mean, I could be dead today. So the first realization must be that one day very often will never come, either because your internal mental patterns have been established so you can't stop working, you can't stop your mind. But the other realization is that you may never retire, either because you die or simply because you don't want to. We could retire. I don't want to. And I always thought I'd retire and play more tennis or golf or whatever, travel more. But no, I'm comfortable with I just encourage every listener to get comfortable with their lifestyle now. If you give your business 40 hours a week, it will demand 50. If you give it 50, it will demand 60. It's like, it's like shelf space. It's like wardrobe space. However big it is, you will fill it and then it'll start overflowing. <laughs> and time's no different to wardrobe space. Whatever you allow it, it'll want more. So limit it and that will improve the quality of your thinking 
and it'll also improve the quality of your mental health and your relationships and your creativity and, and your physical health. I'm Tom Poland, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at leadsology.com. Making It is part of the Miracy FM network, which also includes Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermant is our associate producer, and Danny Innie is our executive producer. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It. Go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you liked the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.